Tiny Tina and the Terrible Trouble by G. Michael Smith Part 1 of 3 Chapter 1 Hard Done By Tina slammed her bedroom door and plunked down on the bed. She crossed her arms and made a pouty face. Glancing over at the mirror on her dresser, she furrowed her brow even more and stared at the door. She was satisfied with the face she had made. It was a nice mixture of angry and pouty and hard done by. That's what her mother called this face. It was her hard done by face. Somebody would be here soon. Someone would come to check to see if she was all right. She sat and waited and waited and waited. Someone would surely come soon. Her super pouty face was getting harder and harder to hold. Just a few more seconds was all she needed. She was sure. But nobody came. Her father would surely come to give her the talk. After all, he was the one who made her angry in the first place. He said something about her being a selfish little girl. She hadn't even done anything. Well, nothing very bad. Tina unfolded her arms and slid off the bed. She went to the door. She could hear the TV downstairs. Pressing her ear to the door, she listened. She thought she heard a creak on the stairs. Someone was coming. She quickly ran back to her bed and struck the super pouty face pose with her arms crossed. She stared at the doorknob, expecting it to turn any second. She stared and stared, as if staring was her superpower and would soon cause her father to open her door. She heard the toilet flush, and then footsteps on the stairs. Then nothing. Nobody came. This was not fair. She was just little. In fact, Tina was very little, even for a girl her age. Tina loved being little and hated being little all at the same time. When being little got her what she wanted, it was just great. But when someone used her size as a reason not to give her what she wanted, then she got very angry. Her father called her Tiny Tina for as long as she could remember. She could hear his voice. How's my Tiny Tina girl today? he would ask. And she would always answer, Super duper, Daddy. He would pick her up and swing her around, and she would giggle. Lately, he had not done that, though. Earlier today, she asked him if he would take her to the store to buy some super sour peach candies. He had simply said, No, not right now. She had whined and said something mean, and then he told her she was not a little girl any more, and that whining to get her way was not acceptable. He told her she was being unpleasant, and that she was older now and must start acting her age. She shouted that she was just little, as if that would excuse every bad thing she ever did and said. They had taken her to a doctor last year because she was so small. The doctor did not find anything wrong with her. She's just going to be small. There's nothing to worry about. 
She might have a growth spurt in a year or so, he said. She didn't have a growth spurt. She was just as small as ever. Her mom said she would have to go back to the doctor again to see if they could find a way to help her grow. She heard someone on the stairs and struck her pose again. Her father shouted up the stairs at her. Tina, go brush your teeth and get ready for bed. It's not my bedtime, she shouted back. It is today, he said. She heard him walk away. She couldn't believe it. She flopped back on the bed and screamed, silent scream, into her pillow. Chapter 2 Little Trouble Tina turned over and pressed her pillow to her face. Then she heard a voice. I got a really good idea. Want to hear? asked the voice. Tina could not tell where the voice was coming from. She lifted the pillow from her face and listened. The voice came again. You deaf or something? She spoke hesitantly. No, I'm not. Where are you? I'm in your bedroom, dummy. Where else do you think I am? I'm here to tell you the very cool idea I had. You're just the right kind of person who would like this sort of idea. What is this idea of yours? And don't call me dummy, I'm not dumb. If you say so, who are you? I thought you would never ask. I'm Little Trouble. I just want your name. I already told you. I'm Little Trouble. My friends call me LT for short. I can't see you. Show yourself. No, it's much too early in our relationship to show you what I look like. Relationship? We don't have a relationship. Yes, we do. We've been getting to know each other for quite a while now. We've never met before. Yes, we have, and that's why I'm going to tell you my really good idea. Tina glanced at the mirror. She thought she saw something duck behind her image. She turned around quickly, but there was nothing there. She rolled over to the far side of the bed and looked at the floor. There was only the dirty laundry her mother told her to take downstairs to the washer. She had hidden it behind her bed. She stood up on the bed and looked in the mirror again, but there was only her own reflection. Okay, tell me this great idea of yours. Tina heard a giggle. I just know you're going to love it. You know how boring school is sometimes. Yawn city. Well, let's you and me make it fun. How are you going to make something as boringly stupid as school fun? We are going to start a rumor. Who shall we tell first? It will have to be someone who will tell someone else so it can spread. Rumors are like fires in a dry forest. They start small and spread. 
We will be the match, and everyone else will be the wind that spreads the fire. Once it's really going, we can become the hero and tell people they're mean if they spread rumors. You might get some bonus points. You haven't had many of those lately. What do you think? Tina smiled. That's a very cool idea. I know, they don't call me LT for nothing. Tina could practically see him smile, an incredibly mean and nasty smile, even if she was just imagining it. After all, she had never really laid eyes on LT. So, who do you want to start the rumor about? I know. How about the new kid? Her name is Amina. She always wears that scarf on her head. What should we say? asked Tina. Hmm, let's say she's bald, and that's why she's wearing the scarf. But she has hair. You can see it by the edge of the scarf. No one will believe it. Of course they will. People are just naturally mean. She's different, so they will want to believe it. The voice giggled again. This is going to be so much fun. I'm not sure I want to do this. Of course you do. Just think how cool you will be when you come to a rescue and tell everyone that they are mean. You will be the hero. I'm not sure this is a good idea at all. Just then, there was a knock on her door, and as usual, her mother opened the door before she could even say, Come in. What's not a good idea? she asked. And why haven't you got ready for bed like your father told you? Tina jumped off her bed. I'm going to, she snapped at her mother and opened her pyjama drawer. She grabbed her PJs and walked quickly toward the door. Her mother made a face at her as she passed. She translated her mother's face into words. It said, Don't you speak to me in that tone of voice. She hurried to the bathroom to change and brush her teeth. She knew if she opened her mouth, she would get grounded for sure. On the way, she considered LT's idea. Maybe she would give it a try, she thought. It just might be fun. Chapter 3. Rumor Number 1 The next morning, Tina had forgotten all about LT's idea. Her mother seemed to be in an especially foul mood. There was no coffee because her father had forgotten to buy some. She wanted to go out and buy a cup on the way to work and was in a hurry. Tina, I want you to hurry. No dawdling. I need to leave early so I can stop at the coffee shop. Your father has already left. What's for breakfast? Cereal. Here, she said and quickly filled a bowl with cereal, poured milk over it, and put it down on the table. Eat. Tina looked at the bowl of cereal and sniffed. I don't like this kind. Tina was not sure why she said she didn't like the cereal. It was, in fact, one of her favorites. She looked at her mother and pushed the bowl away. Her mother's eyes started to get bigger and bigger. 
Tina thought she saw something move on the counter behind her mother. She stared at one of the cupboard doors as it slowly opened. A large green hand with three fingers and a huge thumb slowly poked out of the cupboard. The thumb was giving her a thumbs-up signal. She heard the same voice as the night before. It was LT for Little Trouble. Nice one, the voice said. Tina looked at her mother, expecting her to turn toward the voice and see the giant thumb sticking out of the cupboard. Her mouth sagged open. Don't worry, silly, she can't hear or see me. Only you can. Her mother reached out and pushed the bowl of cereal back in front of Tina. Some of the milk splashed out on the table. Right now, I just don't care if you like it or not. This is what you're being offered. If you choose not to eat it, that's your decision. With that... She turned and walked out of the room. Tina jumped out of the chair she was sitting on and ran over to the cupboard. She hesitated for a second and then pulled the door open. Nothing was there. She walked back to the table, sat down and quickly ate the cereal. It was pretty good except it was now a little soggy. Cereal gets soggy fast if you don't eat it right away. She was nearly finished when her mother called from the front hallway. I'm leaving in one minute. Get your pack and get into the car. Tina got up from the table and grabbed her coat and her pack. She glanced once more at the cupboard for signs of little trouble and its big green thumb. She remembered his plan to start a rumor. The more she thought about it, the better it sounded. She would start a rumor about Amina and then come to her rescue once it had spread. It would be a fun day and no one would get hurt. After all, a rumor never really hurts anyone. On the way to school, she decided she might need more time to spread the rumor. Her mother dropped her off right in front. I'm going to walk home today, she said, and opened the car door. Suit yourself. Give me a hug and a kiss, sweetie, said her mother. Tina leaned in, and her mother hugged her and gave her a kiss on top of the head. Tina got out of the car and watched her mother drive away. She turned to see her friend Sarah get out of the car that just parked. She walked over to say hi to her. Sarah greeted Tina, and they both headed toward the playground. It was a few minutes before the bell. Tina sat on the concrete barrier while Sarah tried to balance on one foot. Sarah was much bigger than Tina. In fact, practically everyone in the whole school was bigger than Tina, except for a couple of kindergartners. She was so small her feet did not touch the ground when she sat on the barriers. She turned to Sarah and pointed at Amina who was getting out of the car that just pulled up to the school. See that girl, she said. What about her, said Sarah. I heard that she's bald, and that's why she always wears that scarf over her head. 
I don't think so. She has hair. Not according to what I heard. What you see is a wig. Really? Really? Tina slid down off the concrete barrier. Let's go to class. The bell's going to ring in a few minutes, she said, and headed towards the front door. Sarah was slow to follow. She was still sitting on the barrier, staring at Amina with a puzzled look on her face. Suddenly she got up and walked over to a group of girls hanging around the swings. She was telling them something. Tina grinned to herself. The rumor fire was burning, and the wind was starting to blow. Chapter 4 More Little Trouble The morning class was language arts. This included reading, spelling, language, and creative writing. The only one Tina liked was creative writing. Tina thought the rest were boring. They all had too many rules for her liking. That was not to say that Tina was not good at the other subjects. She was, but only because doing everything well was important. She got perfect scores on everything. Creative writing was the one class she had to work at to get an A. She liked that too. When she wrote stories, they had to be unique. She knew what unique meant. Some of the first stories she had written had just one criticism. They were too much like other stories she had read or seen on TV. They were well written, but they were not unique. When it was time to write a story... Tina thought she would create a character who came to the rescue of someone who was being teased. She imagined her character to be like a superhero who had incredible hearing. Whenever she overheard someone being mean, she would swoop in and point out the perpetrators and tell them to stop and apologize. But one day her character would meet a mean and nasty creature who constantly tried to stop her from doing good deeds. She smiled. It was a good idea. She just started to write when she heard a loud psst coming from the front of the class. She looked up. The teacher was writing math problems on the blackboard for the next class. There was nothing out of the ordinary. She heard another psst. It was more insistent this time, and she put her pencil down on the paper. She looked up again and saw something sticking out of the trash can beside the teacher's desk. She quickly glanced around to see if anyone had noticed. Everyone was busy writing. She looked again and saw two hands with three fingers on each, holding onto the edge of the can. A head rose up slowly. A small set of red horns came first, and then two different-sized yellow eyes peeked out at her. The mouth had two small, sharp teeth. The entire head was covered in funny-looking fur or hair. Tina could not decide which it was. It was scary, but not that scary. "'What is happening with the rumour you started this morning?' asked the head. "'Who are you?' whispered Tina, and glanced around the classroom to see if anyone heard her. "'Come on, you know who I am. We met last night. 
Um, little tea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you that last night, and uh, don't worry, nobody can hear me. They can't hear you either, at least when you talk to me. What do you want? I want an update on our little plan. Tina shrugged. No update yet, she smiled. I expect the rumor to really spread at recess time. If it doesn't, I'll help it along. By lunchtime, it will be all over the school, and by art class at the end of the day, I should be able to rescue her from the horrible rumors. <laughs> Giggled L.T. He reached down into the garbage can and came up with a half-eaten soggy lettuce and tomato sandwich. He stuffed the whole thing into his mouth, chewed, swallowed, and burped a disgusting burp. Great little smorgasbord you got here, he reached down into the garbage and came up with a half-eaten apple. Catch you later, he said, and he stuffed the apple, core and all, into his mouth and disappeared with a pop. The teacher turned around. It's almost time for gym class. Clean up your area and head to the change room, she said. The class got up and headed in the direction of the gym. Tina looked for Amina. She was wearing a very pretty pinkish scarf around her head and under her chin. It covered her whole head. Tina moved toward her and smiled. Hey, Amina, I love your scarf. Amina looked around. She seemed surprised that Tina was talking to her. She had never talked to her before. Thanks she said, and rushed away to gym class. Tina was one of the last kids to enter the gym. It was not her favorite subject. It was the only class she did not do well in. It was also the only class she did not care about. Gym sucked. She was always too little to lift, push, or jump over anything as well as the other kids. She stood in the doorway and watched. They were doing stations. One of the stations was rope climbing. The teacher was timing some kids as they climbed up the rope and rang the bell at the top. She saw Amina in the line waiting for her turn. She wanted to watch her climb, but she also did not want to be noticed by the teacher. She stepped closer to the bleachers. She could see out but the teacher could not see her. She watched. Finally, it was Amina's turn. She confidently grabbed onto the rope and waited for the teacher to give her the signal to start. The teacher blew her whistle and Amina jumped up the rope and started to climb. She made it up to the bell in record time. She rang the bell, grinned down at the other kids looking up at her. And then it happened the thing that ruined Tina's plan to rescue this girl from the horrible rumor. Just as Amina started to lower herself, the end of her headscarf got caught between her hand and the rope. It was pulled right off her head. Her dark, shiny hair fell out and cascaded over her shoulders. Amina made a squeaking sound. Everyone looked up. At that moment, the entire rumor that she was bald was forgotten. 
Amina quickly lowered herself, fixed her scarf, and headed to the next station. Tina! Tina! shouted the teacher. Get over here and give this rope climbing a try. You need to improve your arm strength. Tina nearly jumped out of her skin. She had moved right out into the gym and not realized it. Rats, she whispered to herself as she slowly walked to the rope station. Introductory music is titled Ride to the City by Excel Music Publishing, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.